The following is a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of Global News Radio 640 Toronto. Well, if you're listening today to our show, The Real Money Show with Guildhall Wealth Management, number one, welcome especially taking the time given the week that there has been in the markets, in the broad sense, the stock markets, gold and silver markets, opportunity abound. We are going to be spending today's show focused on the week that was and also a special guest. We thought it very befitting to have Gerald Salente speak at the end of the week. And for those of you that don't know Gerald, he is a trends forecaster, editor of the Trends Journal and lots of to talk about and say on these occasions. So I want to welcome you to The Real Money Show. It is Guildhall Wealth Management. I am Darren Long, the Vice President of Sales. Jeremy Wiseman is with me. He is the VP of Guildhall Wealth Management. And we have a motto. If you can't hold it, you don't own it. And that motto, Jeremy, is extremely important on weeks like this. It is all about physical hard assets, gold, silver, natural fancy colored diamonds and the reasons why these assets moving forward especially after a week like we just had may well be the best things that you can do for your wealth jeremy also welcome to the show and i know you have lots to say folks if you want to call in while you're listening to the show the number is one eight seven seven eight silver it's one eight seven seven eight silver or the website to acquire some more information, get a package out to you of details about how to buy the different account types we have, it's guildhallwealth.com. Now, Darren, everyone is asking us, why is the price of gold going down when the stock market's been going down? Shouldn't it be going up? This is the number one question that's on people's minds. We're going to be answering that after the interview. Uh, We just pre-taped the interview. It's excellent. Um, It's Gerald Salente like I've never seen him. That's for sure. And I want to remind people as you listen to this interview, uh, Gerald is a very colorful person. We don't necessarily subscribe to every opinion he has or point of view. And likewise, on the other side of that, there's a lot that we share in common that we do appreciate. And he does not hide behind anything. He tells you how it is. And we want you to hear this interview because it's a wonderful opportunity for you to connect with somebody that has seen this happen so many times before, and his opinions are very pointed and timely. And before we get to this interview with Gerald, which is an exciting one, there is other topics this week. We have to cover gold and silver, where it's going, what we expect, what we've seen. We need to answer some questions, simple questions, Jeremy, uh, about silver and gold. And I know there are some touch points you want to hit as well, but truth be told, there is a lot to talk about this week. Yeah, we've we've seen the ratio, something we've talked about on the show, uh, 100 to 1. Historical highs, never happened Historical happen highs, um, opportunity abounds. Uh, just talking about uh, the, how gold has come out in the mainstream. Also want to talk about how crazy it's been in the physical market and uh, what customers are looking for right now, why we're getting lots of calls, and talk about the supply-demand aspects in the market. And uh, it's been a crazy week, and I think that there's a lot a of busy questions. Week, busy week, but there's a lot of questions. The big one we've already discussed is going to happen on the other side of the uh, the other side of the interview. So it's going to be really exciting. You want to hang in there. You want to keep listening to the Real Money Show. 
Now, if you want to get in touch while you're listening to the show, there's a lot to talk, a lot to discuss. We are going to be touching on stocks. We're going to be talking about where this falling knife is going to stop, if at all. Is this recession? What is the traditional discussion around that? What are the markets saying? But more importantly, fundamentals, they're still at work here, Jeremy. There's a lot happening in the marketplace that's really positive for gold and silver right now in presenting opportunities of a lifetime, which we thought we were lucky enough to see back in 2008 and are now repeating themselves. We're going to talk about that and also... We'd be remiss if we didn't say what happened in 2008 that's similar to right now that could be the best opportunity going forward for our clients listening and why, if you're owning gold and silver, you might want to listen in and be tuned and you might even want to cost average if you bought a little higher. But if you don't own gold and silver, well, you got to start somewhere. Let's call the number 1-877-78-SILVER. That's the number to call or the website, guildhallwealth.com. And when we come back, we're going to touch base on all those topics, plus an exciting interview from our friend to the show, Gerald Salente, the editor of the Trends Journal, an exciting individual, and I'm excited for that. And I've said excited three times, but this is the show today. We have a lot of excitement, a lot of passion, and we're coming right back. You are tuned into The Real Money Show with Guildhall Wealth Management on Global News Radio, 640 Toronto. You are listening to a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of Global News Radio 640 Toronto. Well, we have a treat for you. This is The Real Money Show Guildhall Wealth Management. I want to thank you for staying tuned. And as I promised... An interview right now with Gerald Salente. He's the editor of the Trends Journal and an exciting individual. We've talked to him on the show before, and I'm going to pass over the mic now to Jeremy for this interview. And uh, I hope that you will stay tuned because we have plenty to talk about after we finish this with Gerald Salente. Gerald Salente, I'd love to welcome you back to The Real Money Show. It's It's been a while, and it's, it's really great to, to speak with you again. Well, thanks for having me on. How are things in Kingston, by the way? Well, things are going great in Kingston. Uh, became the, it's the next Brooklyn. Uh, but now that uh, Rosie, queen of coronavirus, is in everybody's mind, everything just died. It's, everything is quiet. I've never seen anything like this in my life. Yeah, it's been pretty remarkable. I mean, we'll get into a little bit of that discussion, I'm sure, a little bit later. What I'd like to start off with uh, talking today is about the fact that we knew... What's, what's happening right now in the stock markets was coming. Whether or not what, the, what started it, coronavirus or not, but we knew that this was coming. Um, tell us some of the similarities that you're seeing with this market versus 2008, or are there major differences? What, what do you feel you're, you're looking at right now? Oh, there are major differences. I've never seen anything like this. And, you know, I'm on record, the Wall Street Journal and others, I forecast the 1987 stock market crash. The dot-com bust took out the domain name for the panic of 08 in 2007. You know, so I've, I've been on this for a long time. I've never seen what's going on now that's ever gone on in my lifetime. And I'm, you know, 73 years old, and I've been trend forecasting for 40 years. It's not only the, that Wall Street is going down. It makes this different than any other time. Main Street is going down. So the implications of this aren't just an overvalued stock market. Oh, you want to buy those airline stocks? 
maybe the cruise ship stocks are for you. And how about those uh, people that put on those big concerts? Oh, I am the leader of your country, your city, your state. I say there can't be more than 150 people in one room. I'm a leader of another place. I say there only can be 250. Hey, I'm the governor of New York. I say 500. They're ruining, destroying the global economy like nothing we've ever seen before. This is much worse than any meltdown we've ever had in history. They've closed down business around the world. So not only are the equities going down because of their P.E. ratios and overvalued and volatility index on and on, look what's going to happen to their earnings. So it's hitting Main Street and Wall Street at the same time. Because now you have all these people... Oh yeah, I work in the, you know I, I work in the entertainment business, but I can't entertain anybody. I'm in the restaurant business, but our restaurant's closed. Oh yeah, yeah, I'm in the airline business, but you know I don't I don't have it. Oh, I, I used to it, with whether it's Uber, whether it's you name it, it's all God. This is this is like nothing we've ever seen in our lifetimes. And so. In terms of the trends that you forecast throughout the year, because things change and you have to you have to come back to the trends and see how things are developing, developing. How do you see what we're seeing right now developing in some of your major trends for this year? If you can discuss that a little bit, some of the major trends well, yeah, you've, of, you've been talking about, my, et cetera. Well, yeah, one of the major trends I've been talking about, you know, is the Greatest Depression. And I said it wouldn't happen until 2021, but I've always, again, in our magazine, the Trends Journal, I always make clear. You know, nobody's a futurist. You can't tell the future. There are too many wild cards, whether they're made by nature or man-made. And now we just saw a wild card thrown. So what is our trend forecasts? Well, one of them was the New World Disorder. So anyway, the, the Great Depression has already started. That, that, that's, it's not starting next year. It's happening now. On, on, the, on the grander scheme, the governments have taken control of every country. Hey, remember, remember those... Uh, People in Hong Kong that were protesting week after week, day after day, don't hear about them anymore, do you? Hey, how about those yellow vests and all the other protests and strikes in France? Where? What? What? What are you talking about? Gone. Over. So the, the, the trends that we forecast for 2020 are going to accelerate in so many different levels. Because, yeah, they're not protesting anymore. But you think they're, they're, what was the major issues in all these countries, the, the, the uh, new world disorder, as we called it? Oh, the income inequality, can't have basic living standards, tired of the top having everything and you having nothing. Oh, you think it was bad then? You haven't seen anything yet like it. So there's going to be a new world disorder. There's going to be the immigration problems that we see now. These are going to be nothing. Homeless problems, they're going to be all over the place. People are living, you look at the numbers. Well, they say that uh, 70% of Americans can't afford a $400 unexpected fee on something or, or expense, like your car breaking down or whatever. And now they're out of work across these sectors, closing libraries, schools, you name it. Norway's closed down, you know, one country after another. It's a global economy. 
it, it does it does certainly feel like there's actually two two tracks of fear in a way right you've got the fear of stocks coming down which is being overshadowed by the the other fears um you know my my next question is sort of maybe something we can put as two which is you know just some discussion on the research your team's coming up with currently, again, we've got a, a fast developing story here, and then as well as how you see this potentially playing out with the fears that are going on right now, and, and sort of what would you say to people who are just absolutely freaking out? What I say to people who are absolutely freaking out, listen, I'm not really good at the numbers, but let's look at the numbers of the people that are dying or have died from coronavirus. So, eh, according to the uh, this John Hopkins site that everybody's looking at, 5,088 people have died. 5,088 people have died. How many people are in the world? 7.7 billion? Hey, how about that cholera an Ebola epidemic over there in a place called Yemen. Ah, who, the, who cares about Yemen? I don't care what 10 million people are starving and have these diseases. You know, over in Norway, I mentioned to you, you know, they, they closed down the place. How many people have died in Norway? <laughs> I, haven't, I haven't followed that one. <laughs> they closed um, down the entire country. You know how many people died? Try none. 750 ill. Out of how many million? And then who is this killing? It's killing elderly people that are chronically ill already. This, what's going on now, it's like when there's a hurricane coming, there's a hurricane coming, and all these little prostitutes get dressed up in their hurricane drag, and they're, they're watching the, the water coming over the boardwalk, and the tree bending over, and branches falling down on the ground, and, oh, the, and the hurricane's 800 miles off the coast of Miami, but, you know, you better be prepared. <laughs> they're doing the same thing. This is a media hype. People were tuning out of the mainstream media. The numbers are there. People aren't reading newspapers. They're not turning on to the, the mainstream media. But boy, are they now. This is really great for business. And the politicians are taking advantage of it. And the people are buying it. Government imbeciles are destroying the global economy, and the people obey. As an Italian, I'm ashamed of closing down of all of Italy. And I started thinking to myself, how can they let this little guy Conti over there, uh, never elected a prime minister appointed by the two stupid parties, tell 60 million people what to do? 600 people died, again, or 650, again, elderly and ill. How can they let him tell him what to do? And I started thinking about it. They let Mussolini tell him what to do. The Germans let Hitler tell him what to do. And now every country's all obeying what their leader gives them and tells them to say. There's never been anything like this in my entire life. What's going on is they are creating a national war spirit in which we all march behind the government to fight, to fight, to fight. Nothing different. Every, every little thing. You know how many events I was supposed to go to this, this past week? 
they're closing them this week and next week. Oh, none of them. None of them. None of them, none of them are going on. Everything canceled. Okay, let's take a brief pause for just a moment because there's lots more to get to. You are tuned into The Real Money Show with Guildhall Wealth Management. The number to call, one eight seven seven eight silver or guildhallwealth.com. Don't touch that dial. There is way more to come with Gerald Salente in The Real Money Show. You're tuned in to Global News Radio, 640 Toronto. You are listening to a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of Global News Radio 640 Toronto. Okay, let's get back to the interview with Gerald Slendy. But before we do, one eight seven seven eight silver or guildhallwealth.com. That's the number that you can use to get in touch with Guildhall Wealth Management to add physical gold and silver to your portfolio. Now, we've been talking with Gerald Salente, he's the editor of the Trends Journal. He's got a lot to say, a very colorful person. I don't want to wait another moment. Back to you, Jeremy. So, Gerald, you've mentioned many times in the past, actually, that when all else fails, they'll take you to war. Are you, are you, you saying that it. this could potentially be the war that they're looking to fight? Well, they're going to look what's going on with the United States and in, uh, in, in Iraq again. Well, they killed two American soldiers in Iraq the other day, and when with Americans, they, now they're saying they bombed Syria and more of Iraq. And it's them Iranians. We got to get them Iranians. Hey, watch those Venezuelans. It's not only America; it's all over the world. Look, look, look at oil prices. You're looking at Brent crude. You know what? Yeah, what, what, what's it at? It's around thirty. Uh, $33 a barrel? $33 a barrel. Do you know what Russia needs it at $42 a barrel to break even? Saudi Arabia needs it at around anywhere between 84 to to $100 a barrel, depending on whose numbers you're looking at. Do you realize the riots, the internal riots that are going to go on in countries around the world? When all else fails, they'll take us to war. This is a replay. What we're seeing now is the 1930s all over again. But this time it's much worse. Oh, oh, breaking news, breaking news. They, they have a coronavirus case in Turkey. In Turkey? Oh, wow. That's Turkey. Oh, 80 million people. Hey, what about that? They have those five hundred thousand dead Syrians over there, and all the ones that are trying to leave now as this war keeps going. Hey, they don't count. We got a case of coronavirus here in Turkey. We're gonna we're gonna invade and occupy as much of Syria as we can. That won't be in the news. The, the Greeks don't want them coming over there. They're chasing them out. The whole place is. But we're gonna talk about. We have a case of coronavirus, and now I'm closing down this, and I'm closing down that. Yes, they're gonna take us to war. And the people will obey. Look how they're obeying their, their imbecile governments. Oh, now you're up in Canada. You, you don't need high oil prices up there. Everything will be fine. Oh, and get ready for the big real estate crash. Because particularly Toronto, all the areas up in Canada, Vancouver, so many places... And, and around the world, where the prices skyrocketed since 2008. And now you have all these people out of work, no jobs, lost all this income. Businesses businesses can't afford to lose two months' worth of, of, of income. Are they going to be buying houses? 
No, they're not going to be buying houses. That's for sure. And you know what? It it does feel. Look, we're we're in the precious metals business here, and and we've been just crazy busy this week, and you know people making the decision to protect their wealth. And I know this is a market that you've certainly discussed in the past, called the market in the past. Um, and again, fast developing story, but when you're looking for value out there, where do you see yourself protecting, protecting your own wealth going forward? I mean, it's, it's one thing to protect your family, let's say, or another thing to just be able to get through to, you know, when stores might open up again, but what about protecting wealth? Again, I, you know, I don't give financial advice. Our trend, uh, trend alert, June 6, 2019, the gold bull run. And again, the global economy was collapsing before this all happened. Go back to uh, the last quarter of, two, of 2019. What was the uh, GDP of Europe? 0.1%. So yeah, gold, guns, and a getaway plan, as I say, see it. And there's going to be a lot of violence, by the way. As I say, when people lose everything and have nothing left to lose, they lose it. So gold and gold prices are going down now. And again, you go back to 2007, 2008, gold wasn't spiking. It didn't really start spiking until 2009. They're shedding all, 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 the, all the orders. They're, they're, buying, they're selling out of gold to, to shore up their cash reserves to meet margin calls. I mean, that's what's going on. It's not that they're selling gold because they're you know, bringing down the price because they think gold prices are going down. They're in trouble. They're selling everything they can to cover everything that they're losing. And I don't see silver following gold this time uh, as, uh, as it did the last time. It's going to be a much slower uh, increase, I believe, in silver because you know, silver is used in manufacturing. It's used in a lot of different areas. And as the global Great Depression hits, I don't see silver rising like gold. But when gold goes, gold should now be well over $2,000 an ounce. And and when it once it breaks that two thousand, it's it's going to skyrocket, and they're going to do everything they can to stop this. So let's get this straight. You just saw the Federal Reserve dump in what one point five trillion dollars into the equity markets this week. Oh yeah, we got to save the equity markets. They're 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 better than you, the gamblers in the equity markets, the hedge funds, and everybody else. You are a piece of crap, you everyday people. We got to give the money to the gamblers so they don't have to lose a lot of money. So what I'm saying to you is that they're going to do everything they can to keep gold prices down. And once they skyrocket, they're going to do everything they can to get your gold. It's going to be the 1930s all over again. And every one of these governments are now declaring emergency powers and an emergency powers the fascists, the dictators, the corporatists that are running the world could do anything that they want. They'll take everything that they want. So you better, when I say guns, gold, and a getaway plan, you know, if you want to keep your gold in a safety deposit box, knock yourself out. The motto of the Trends Journal is think for yourself. And speaking of the Trends Journal, Gerald, how would people get in touch with you and how would they get a, get a hold of the Trends Journal for themselves? Well, they could go to trendsjournal.com, trendsjournal.com. There's no other, it's a weekly magazine. You know, there's, there's no other magazine like it. We, we say what's going on, what it means, and what's next. It's the truth in trends. We, we, everything we say is backed up by data. 
Gerald, it's been a pleasure to have you on the show again. I hope we can speak again very soon and, and of course, under better circumstances. Uh, but uh, great, to, great to speak with you again and uh, all the best. All the best to you and thanks so much for having me. Wow. We need to take just a couple of minutes to have a quick breather and let all that information get digested and then come back and have a discussion about this gold guns and getaway plan that Gerald was talking about. You are tuned into The Real Money Show, and if you want real gold, real silver, and you want to hold on to it, put it into your vault, put it into your registered accounts, however you want to handle it, Guildhall is the place to come and do that. The number, one eight seven seven eight silver the website, guildhallwealth.com. You're tuned into The Real Money Show with Guildhall Wealth Management on Global News Radio 640 Toronto. You are listening to a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of Global News Radio 640 Toronto. Well, if you're just tuning in, you are coming back to The Real Money Show. And if you listened to the interview we just had with Gerald Salente, editor of the Trends Journal, world-renowned market analyst, then you probably said, wow, just like us. We're sitting here. He never ceases to amaze us with the way he discusses the markets. His colorful verbiage obviously is part of who he is, Jeremy, and exciting to hear his thoughts. But also, too, I think there is an element of uncertainty when he's talking about those extreme moments and issues like gold, guns, getaway plans, and all that, too. And before we talk about that interview a little more, I want to just kind of delve into one particular topic that he mentioned, which was confiscation, because we hear that word thrown around a lot in our arena of gold, silver, and people, I think, don't quite understand the concept, the term. They've heard it. They know something happened in the U.S. a long time ago, and they hear people like Gerald maybe talking about the possibility. But I would, if you would, if you would allow me to, like to just discuss it from two perspectives. One, which Gerald mentioned, which is pure confiscation. The government needs money. There's a run on the banks, and maybe like the Great Depression of the U.S., you see gold get confiscated and traded in for currencies, you know, fiat currencies, okay, that one. And then the second one, which is not so clear, which I know Gerald knows and has talked about, but the idea that when somebody is forced to liquidate and they let go of their hard asset and they give away their hard asset that they've waited or held on to for a very long time, that can sometimes also be another form of confiscation in which people who are not being smart with their holdings when they have gold and silver, maybe are thinking that the market's over. Well, two, 3,000 years of history tell us it's never going to end. And they are somewhat kind of rushed in their judgment to allow somebody to take away their gold and silver positions. Now, I'm not saying that this is happening right now, but we have over 16 years seen from time to time people get scared. People get worried. Where's the market going? Why is it dropping? And two things come to mind. I want to ask you a confiscation. One, can confiscation occur really under this day and age in Canada? Your opinion on it. I'm not going to hold you to it. And two, your thoughts on what happens when the market falls and how a person, given the 16 years of experience you have in this market, how a person should typically respond knowing what we know about where the markets are heading. Right. So this idea of confiscation, I, I get asked all the time. Mm -hmm. And... Um, 
there are a lot of things to discuss, a lot of angles to it. It's a logical sort of thing because, as you mentioned, Darren, it it happened in the 30s, right? right. Remember, they were on a gold standard, Yeah. number one. Um, and to make it clear, it was a trade-off. It wasn't, I'm taking your gold and giving you nothing. You got $35 of U.S. currency in fiat form right. for every ounce that they took. And then they revalued it up. They they gave you 25 and then they revalued it up to 35. Right. Um, so they, you lost. Um, I, I tell, I tell people this number one, less than 1% of the population actually owns gold. Right. A very important point, much different than back then. Number two, they didn't have credit the way they have credit today. Right. Right. Um, governments didn't have that type of credit that they have today. Uh, number three, it would be so much easier for the government to nationalize a mine and get millions of ounces quick than it would be to go door to door or safety deposit box to safety deposit box. To continue, what most people don't realize is that the government has been confiscating your wealth through inflation and taxes for decades. Okay, so this is the second type of confiscation, the one that you don't see, it's more invisible. Yes, and no one says boo. So when are you gonna say boo? Are you going to say boo after they decide they're finally going to go after the last asset that has no counterparty risk? They're literally going to take jewels and gold from your house. That's where you, that's where it's sort of like, okay, now I have to stand up for myself. However, a couple other points on this confiscation. Number one, they've never confiscated silver. It's never been confiscated. Mm -hmm. So if you think, oh, they're going to confiscate gold, fine. They're, They're confiscating silver. Meanwhile, why are you thinking that they're going to confiscate? What is it that makes you think that they're going to confiscate? You're saying that the dollar is worthless? Are you saying there's no faith in the currency that they've created, the fiat currency? Then you need gold. And if you don't want to own gold because you're really scared about confiscation, if that is the case, there's silver, there's natural fancy colored diamonds, there's Cayman storage. There's a lot of different things in the world of hard assets that you can do. Well, hold that thought for a minute. We'll talk about storage when we come back because that was another point that uh, Gerald mentioned, safety deposit boxes. And I want to touch on that point as well and much, much more. Talking about the falling knife that was this week in the stock markets, how gold and silver can protect and what it's going to do going forward. If you want to put gold into your portfolio, call the number one eight seven seven eight silver And that goes for silver as well. And the website, guildhallwealth.com, great resource for you to start this journey in e-store there, product there, and call us directly. You can speak with us, ask these questions. Please stay tuned. You are listening to The Real Money Show with Guildhall Wealth Management on Global News Radio 640 Toronto. You are listening to a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of Global News Radio 640 Toronto. If you've been listening to today's show and you would like a free investor package or to subscribe to Guildhall's premier market newsletters absolutely free of charge, then please call the number one eight seven seven eight silver or go over to the website guildhallwealth.com, fill in the information there, and we'll get one out to you. You can speak directly with somebody at Guildhall. Now, Jeremy, 
in talking about the concepts we discussed over the show today and having Gerald Salente on, it brought up another point on top of the one we just discussed in the last segment, which was storage. And the reasons why Guild Hall have in part been so successful is because the journey that we've been on started without anyone else in the world knowing how to do what we did. There were other firms that stored product. There were other facilities that you could store product at. But the one part about what makes Guildhall unique and really separates us apart from any other firm in the world is the approach we take to storage and how we do it specifically. I want you to share with our clients why that's so important, that journey. And although we're not going to say on today's show whether we have an opinion, good or bad, about home storage, we will say it is not safe It is not something that I would do. I don't think you do it, Jeremy, other than having a coin for the kids or something on hand. I don't like the idea of people being unsafe. It's not insured necessarily. And the threat to you as an individual when you have gold or silver in your home or your safety deposit box, I mean, that's debatable, but it's not something I recommend. Why do we do the storage program the way we do it and why do we offer it? So the storage program is really set up for those that are looking to not just have a little bit of gold and silver as addition to their cash on hand, but to really, they're looking for ways to protect wealth. You know, gold's averaged over 10% a year. Silver's done the same last 20 years. So it's done an incredible job of hedging inflation and protecting wealth. Mm -hmm. Now, if you have more than, you know, 10, 15,000 that you are looking to protect, that's where the vault comes into play. Dollars. Now, dollars. Right. Now, it's a vault that's outside the banking system, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. So you talk about bail-ins. There's no bail-in it's with private. an independent private vault. Right. Um, it's certified. <clears throat> certified, fully insured. When there have been market halts, right, where the stock market stops trading and they, there's no one there for the day, right? CME, no one's there for the day, which is probably why silver's going down because it's all algos. But... The fact is, is that the vault is still open. It's outside of that. All they do is just store physical product on behalf of their clients. There is no counterparty in that sense, right? They're providing that service, but it's your product at any time. There's no obligation ever. So it's such a good way to really protect the wealth. So we talked about different ways of confiscating, Darren. Um, I think ultimately it's, it's an overblown fear. And then within regard to the registered accounts, Look, if you want to take funds out of a registered account like an RSP, you have to pay withholding tax, which can go up to as much as 30%. Now it's being added to your income, which you're now going to be taxed on. And the question is, is are you willing to take that massive hit before anything has ever happened? You know, I always give a lot more credit to gold buyers than they give themselves. They're already a lot more savvy than other people out there. And... Unfortunately, we do not insure against tanks rolling in the street and absolute fascism, which is, you know, what Salente was certainly discussing earlier today. We can't we we can't provide insurance against that. But what we are providing, nor are we as extreme in our thoughts. But you can't take that, delivery right? of an Apple stock. That's right. Right. You can't go to you can't go to the vault and hold the Apple stock in your hand. If everything shuts down for weeks and the lights get turned back on, guess who still has gold in the vault? Yeah. Yeah. Right. That's the two tiers of, of value ownership. You're getting the one of protective nature of gold and silver over thousands of years, which it has served as a backbone of central banks right now, uh, an alternative currency. But you're also getting the idea that when you're buying in these value areas, 
the prospect of being part of a market which may rebound quicker than any other market in the world. <clears throat> and that's where I, 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 I disagree with Salente on the point of silver being just an industrial metal. Look, there's only a billion ounces of silver above ground, and um, it, it can turn into a monetary metal real fast. And when I look at the amount of people buying silver versus gold right now, especially at the 100 to 1 ratio, I can tell you that 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 would just be a headline, the idea of the in industrial value of it, whereas it serves a much bigger purpose in monetary value. Silver is the people's money, and they're not going to stop buying it. Okay, you've opened up another can of worms, and I said in the last segment before we went to break, there's lots more to discuss. Let's talk about why gold and silver may have dropped this week, what it means going forward. Let's talk about the comparison between 2008 and now and why we're so excited and so passionate about where we think the prices of gold and silver are going and premiums. Do we stand a chance to see some widening in premiums here? Would people who are thinking of buying right now benefit from buying now as opposed to waiting two or three weeks? Let's talk about that when we get back. You are tuned in to The Real Money Show with Guildhall Wealth Management on Global News Radio, 640 Toronto. You are listening to a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of Global News Radio 640 Toronto. Sometimes I wish I had four or five hours to talk or that this was a seminar where we could freely discuss things. But Jeremy, we're in a radio show. We're tight for time. It's been a busy show today. Gerald Slente awesome again remind our listeners as you're tuning into the show and you've heard this interview we don't necessarily agree with everything gerald says nor will you as a listener but his perspective and his colorful animated verbiage and the way he discusses everything it's fun for us to hear but also it brings home a very important point we've discussed confiscation confiscation today we've discussed storage we've discussed a lot but the number one question people are asking in a week like this jeremy why are gold and silver falling when you've heard or we've told them that these are protection assets, that these are insurance policies? Do you have feedback on that? I do. Number one, uh, let's just look at gold for a moment here. Mm -hmm. You know, gold tested 1650 very early this year. Uh, only within the last month and a half did it first test 650, which was a big jump from where we were before, which was in the low 500s. So gold already like really skyrocketed this, this year, really got out of the gates, I should say. And then we pulled back, we retested again recently. And then right now where we're sitting, which is in the, the uh, under 1600, it's actually par for the course for where we are this year. So yes, the number on the screen or the, the, the you know, it, it shows red on the screen, but just pull that camera back a little bit and look at the bigger picture. Gold's not really down that much. It's really par for the course. And if you, and another example would be, it's not pulled back that much compared to the stock market, compared to cryptocurrencies, compared to, you know, how are your, how are your pot stocks doing? Do you know what I'm saying? So it's still doing very much its job. Now, if it goes below 15, now we're into the realm of what is happening in silver. And I know a lot of people are talking about, oh, they're selling silver because they've got margin calls and other things. I don't personally subscribe to that. We don't have anybody selling precious metals. Um, 
you know, maybe maybe a couple people who have Two or a, three for every a collateral buys, call literally. on on a financed position, but for the most part, anyone who's bought it outright physically, no one is selling. Everyone is buying on the dip. However, I believe that it is the paper market, especially since they they're shutting down those exchange and they're letting the algos go. Stop, stop, stop. The paper market is pushing the market down, but anyone who owns physical product isn't selling. They're simply buying on the dip. Now, where did we see that before? Okay, well, before we get to 2008, in a comparison of that same exact situation, let me remind people, one year ago, just one year ago, 12 months ago, in March of 2019, gold was in the 1250 to 1300 range. It's had a tremendous year. Right. year over year right now uh, a year ago silver was still lower than what the price is right now so ultimately you have to understand that there is that there is a significant opportunity being presented and why do we say that it's not just because we always are pro silver and gold i mean listen if you want to talk about a thousand years plus of history we have a, a leg to stand on to say that gold and silver have been well, protectors but, of wealth but i also no, want the to reason clear, we're, we're the reason why we're bullish in that sense darren is because of the fundamentals and because it's, it's such a good store of value we've talked about the ratios we've talked about when clients will know how to get out of the market and when is gold showing a good value as opposed to undervalued same with silver so yes we're following the fundamentals there will be a point where you might prune your portfolio and shed some of the silver and gold we'll be talking about that on the show when it happens we're just nowhere near that yet but we have to get back to 2008 all right first off before we do on the silver side let's just remind people that although today has been a tough day which is friday uh the price of silver costs real money to pull out of the ground and in fact we did a show and we'll talk about it maybe next week the average cost to pull an ounce all in with capital expenditures for companies pulling silver from the ground right now is in the $14 range. So it's not going below the cost of production because that would be just ridiculous and no experiment like that could last for any period of time. So get it while you can. But yeah. 2008, the price of silver fell from 21.30 all the way down to $8.50. And at that point in time, you can imagine, Jeremy, how many people said, to the heck with this, I'm yeah. not doing this, I'm out, I'm gone. Yeah, what is gold. this great protector of wealth? And gold, likewise, rose all the way up to 1200 and change, and all the way back down to 650 losing almost half its value. And guess what? 36 months from 2008 to 2011... Gold went all the way from 650 an ounce to 1920 an ounce. And at that time, central banks didn't own gold. Nothing. Do you, are you hearing about central banks shedding a ton of gold right now? Never. It's going to be a while. I mean, things are going to have to get really desperate before they start having to go go to gold. Um, you know, it that, is good. It is that's going to be the, the, the collapse, the complete collapse of the financial system. Because at that point, what do you trust? You trust physical hard assets, gold, silver, natural fancy colored diamonds. And that's what you have to do if you're coming to Guildhall Wealth because you're going to look at those prices, especially silver on a day like this, and realize we've already been there. History will tell us again and show us again that what has already come around is coming full circle again. Those opportunities of a lifetime are here now. If you're once, a listener, in a, once in a decade opportunity, I if think. If you're listening right now and you're tuned in, you want to add gold and silver, the number to call one eight seven seven eight silver or guildhallwealth.com. It's one eight seven seven eight silver or guildhallwealth.com. We want to thank you for tuning in to The Real Money Show today, and we wish you all the best. We look forward to hearing from you again. You're tuned in to Global News Radio, 640 Toronto.
The preceding was a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of Global News Radio 640 Toronto.